0: Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs and I'm joined with Kath Smythe this morning. Good morning, Kath. Good morning. How are you today?
1: I'm pretty good. good I good. got here.
0: Yeah, I know we had a little mini uh, snowstorm, eh? Felt like yeah. we were in Edmonton there for a few minutes.
1: Yeah, I got up this morning and went, what happened? No kidding.
0: No <laughs> kidding. It. Uh, our mics working? Can't hear nothing in my headphones, but um, hopefully they're working out there. Okay, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> you say can hear. Worry
1: about. not, Merle. Worry there we go. Not.
0: There we go. Gord is at the at the mm-hmm. helm of the ship, so we're all good. <laughs> um, so here we are, almost New Year's Eve tomorrow. Um, another year has gone by. So today we're going to talk about uh, some resolutions and some trends and certain colors and certain things um, that are going to be coming up. In the 2019 season I think 2018 was a tougher season but I'm really looking forward to 2019 I think people are ready to get out and do some gardening and do some things
1: and get out there
0: yeah and we're tired of the experience or having no experience we really need to um, get out and, and do stuff and, and shop and,
1: and do some classes and learn a little bit of hands-on tech abso- absolutely
0: absolutely and uh, so we're looking looking forward to that, and I think it should be a good thing um, for for a lot of that for people to um, to see what's going on and visit your garden centers, join the Calvary Hort Society. There's yes. always lots of good.
1: Got some great stuff coming up.
0: Absolutely no, there's lots of great things, um, classes, and Take all different events. Gardens. Um, I know we got our seeds in yesterday. Um, They're all set up, so we got our first batch, so we got our West Coast. We're just waiting for our Wild Rose Heritage Seeds. I I seen Shane on his Instagram, on the Wild Rose. He was, uh, on Christmas Eve, he's uh, uh, drying out seeds. He had them in front of the fan. He was separating seeds like this, working like crazy, because... Him and his wife, and I think his couple of the kids help out. But they're we're one one little family show, and man, they do a phenomenal job. And well. but work work hard at that. So, and bring us really good quality seeds. So, looking forward to uh, getting the wild rose heritage seeds in stock and. And uh, and get everyone grown again, because, uh, and I'm amazed. Well, it's
1: time to start your leeks and your onions.
0: Absolutely, and strawberries.
1: That's right, and your violas and pansies. Pretty quick here.
0: Yeah, yeah no, I always remember that when we did all our own seeding, and January second, we would typically seed our pansies, mm-hmm. and and once you start seeding, there's not you don't get the days off anymore. No,
1: so. you don't, because you got to be there.
0: Yeah, so a lot of time I didn't. Uh, I didn't get many days off after january second, but uh we definitely you didn't have to work all day you'd have to come into your water in the morning and come back in the afternoon and give them another shot or something but anyways, I was <clears throat> fortunate enough to live close by to the to the yeah. garden center so yeah. I could just <laughs> pop in and out so and and do all that kind of fun stuff but uh <clears throat> now we work with growers then that work with us and there's just i, I would need uh, about ten million square feet of of greenhouse to grow the amount of plants we put through and the amount of turns you do, so yes, we just we just don't have the <laughs> we don't have the space to to grow. So we let our growers grow for us, but we've been meeting with everybody, Kath, mm-hmm. and I'm really excited. Got some really good local growers here that are in Alberta as well that are going to work with us. So happy about that. Trying to keep it in Alberta wherever possible, and because there's some great innovative entrepreneurial growers here. Um that we've we've met there,
1: there always always has been Alberta has a long history of good growers and good technicians as far as the growing industry goes. so I, I look forward to it. I look forward to their innovation and the th- they're always out there looking around for new ideas and new plants to grow and, and the tried and true
0: absolutely no, it's um and and there is always the tried and true and uh we've really been working on our mixes in and a lot of our baskets our hanging baskets. We we want to have spectacular hanging baskets. And we always have pretty nice ones, um but we're really working on a couple of our mixes to really get them it's ones that are going to last do what you want them to do through the summer, hold their color. Exactly. <clears throat> but Kath, um one of the main things is looking after them. It's the feeding
2: and, it's funny, and I really I... noticed it this year, and
0: I always knew it, but and I've told the story earlier. Um, but we provide plants to a couple establishments here in town, and and uh, Kildare's is one that really just sticks out in my mind. Um, Jay there, he uh, he is a gardener, and tried to, he's up there deadheading. He fertilizes, <laughs> but man, his baskets, like he made me look so good. Like, you know, I get those from Spruce Up. But but it's fertilizer, and i and le- I carrot, seen some of ours that got that were left over at the garden center that hadn't sold a few of the moss hangers, and they got neglected a bit, didn't get on the same fertilizer program as to when we're growing them. And, man, I think that those are the same ones. It, it's just hard to believe you think something's— Well, you
1: can't mix them together, but one of my New Year's resolutions this year is— I'm going to only buy plants that I am going to plant that day or the next day. Oh, nice. So we should Nothing's, see you lots then. That's right.
0: You just have to come by more often, that's, <laughs> that's all. That's right. But that's true, though, because sometimes you buy them and you go and you sit them and maybe and they get... And then
1: you forget them.
0: Yeah. You get, or you put them in the sun, they maybe dry out or... Well,
1: my friend Glenn refers to the side of my garage as death row.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> which, you, which you don't want. So and and that's true. And I was telling the story, um, Zoe and I were chatting in the garden center the other day about um creating successes for people, for our new growers that come in, that's new right. people that come in. Lots of young families starting to come in and want to do some growing and uh, and start their own seeding. So like Zoe and I were just chatting about if you see that person comes in, they grab fifty packs of seeds and they load up and you just sort of are you newbie or you're? you're are you a full time? Have you gardener? got a half acre of garden? Yeah. Like <laughs> no, I'm just starting out. Typically, on those people, hey, we should maybe slow down. Let's let's get ten packs or something. Or
1: that's right. And do some research and take some interesting. Don't overwhelm classes.
0: yourself right off the start.
1: Yeah, because then you get frightened by it all. Yeah. And then we're wondering about how we're going to look after it all. And sometimes it's.
0: They don't have a fan, they don't
1: have lights, they, you know, they have to start, and if you're just going to start with a packet of seeds, then you've also got to look at the soil, the correct soil, the kind of trays you're using. So propagation is important, learning to grow from seed, and those are things that, at the Horticultural Society, we're offering several classes over February, March, April, just to get it going.
0: No, and it's always good to ask, ask lots of questions. Um, and speaking and of that, if you have any questions, you want to give us a shout, by all means, our phone lines are wide open. You can call us at 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770, and uh, you can give us a shout. And this part of the show today, actually, the, the tree tossers are going to come back in and just chat. It's a little bit more on that tree time to get rid of them and what to do with that Christmas tree. I know I seen them on Global yesterday. Yeah. Um, we had them on last week, but I thought we'd call in. We, I've had a few calls at the store asking about it again. So they're going to give us a shout and let us know on what they're doing and how it works and also their uh, their charitable component on their yes. tree tossing. So yes. I, it, it's, I, I like it. It's a good story. And, again, it becomes quite useful with the uh, – with the trees and being able not just to throw them into the landfill they get put into into good use so
1: Well I use mine out in my backyard.
0: <laughs> yeah. I put
1: one in my backyard and usually I find that by spring it's pretty much shed its needles but the birds are sitting in there and they're using it as a stop off to get to the bird bath.
0: It's a great little habitat for sure them, it right? Is. No, sure they hide it is. in there and no I I seen the birds on my uh, basalt I still have my rock fountain going, and the the water's still coming. The birds, they're even splashing on top because it pools a little bit on top of That's the right. rock. yeah. So then they're splashing around. They're kind of bathing, drinking the water. So um, I'm going to keep that going all year. So hopefully uh, hopefully we can. I think minus 30 might be a little tougher. We'll see what happens when it gets. I'll
1: be a little bit, <laughs> a little bit tricky. Yeah,
0: get lots of ice. It gets down to that minus 20 a couple times here last week. At night where it's a little bit cold and definitely seen the ice build up. But Food, other yeah. than that, it's, uh, it's been pretty good. Well, right now we're going to head down. We'll chat with uh, Mary, see what's going on in High River. Good morning, Mary. I just
3: wanted to call and wish you both a happy, happy New Year. 2019 is a great yeah. year. Can you hear it but is. Don't you remember when you were 19? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Do you? Oh. oh, it was a great year. Was God, it? I felt like I was a million dollars. Oh. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we were all waiting to be over 18, and then we were 19.
1: I know, but... I remember back in those days though that the legal drinking age wasn't tw- till 21.
3: Yeah, but I was quite tall, I could get away with it. A... Well, <laughs> it was okay. Not
1: in my home town though. No, I I was just going to say my dad caught me once.
3: <laughs> yeah, so did mine. <laughs> so did mine. You girls and you only had to them to check on. <laughs> but anyway, I want to wish y'all the best. I know it's been a tough year. But, you know, we always have hope, and where you can grow flowers and food, there's always hope. Well, absolutely. And it all tastes good.
1: Well, <laughs> I always think gardening and gardens are hope, and, and, you know, they bring on more and more. We're optimists. Gardeners are optimists. Yeah, and yeah the more well, of us- you have
3: to be. I, I talk to mine, and then they grow. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and my amaryllis, <laughs> my lord, they're beautiful. Where did they originate from? I won't keep you, but well, that's they, all right. Where did uh, uh, amaryllis uh, The where did they originate in Holland? Well, I know
1: that the, that's, by, that's the where the they found. Fr- well, they they found them grow. I do you know what, Mary? That's something I do not know. I always yeah, thought I knew I everything. I
2: looking
3: at mine, and they're so beautiful. And-
1: well, you know, I was startled when I lived in Britain and I discovered that amaryllis grow year-round there and that they have perennial ones that that oh. do just fine. So uh-huh. Uh-huh. I... I don't know. I have uh, I to look, Mary. Either. I'm just... going to have to investigate, or someone's going to tell us this morning. Yeah, maybe, I just maybe know Maybe
3: some it. Dutchman can tell you. I don't know. <laughs> they say they know everything. At least that's what my dad thought. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was the greatest gardener in the whole world. Plant everything, but guess who had to weed? Oh the yeah. Eleven kids. Well, we
1: didn't have that many kids, but my mom was a gardener, and so yeah. I gardened with her. Yeah, I, always I loved remember.
3: garden. Well, my mom did all the work, all the canning and, you know, and that kind of stuff. Us kids did the picking. Ah. <laughs> I ate more peas than I ever got in the bowl. Oh, <laughs> well, grandpa,
1: my grandpa used to grow, like... Twenty-five feet of peas, and yeah. we ate more than we robbed than we did getting them <laughs> to eat for dinner. Grandma always used to say, "How come I have a half a cup of
3: peas for dinner?" Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I, I used to, uh, and that Mama would say, "Now we need those for canning." So uh, I don't eat two out of every five. Okay,
1: well, Mary, Happy Happy New Year, yeah, and same to you. And people. we'll talk to you again yeah, next two year. Of my
3: favorite people. All right, Merry. In the the world. World.
0: All okay. the best. Happy New Year. Thank yeah, you,
3: Merle. Get away and have a holiday.
0: Thank <laughs> you. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Alright, we need to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening and my name's Merle Coombs and I'm here with Cass <laughs> Smythe this morning and it's the last show of 2018 and uh, my headphones are working now, so I can. Oh, good. Yeah, it's because it's kind of <laughs> weird when you can't hear. It's. Uh, it's a yeah, it's hard to
1: join into a conversation. Yeah.
0: So, anyway, so it's good to hear from Mary, and uh, wish her all the best in 2019. And we were chatting about a few things going into into that. So, and here's always one of my favorite topics. We're gonna go to the phone line. And we're gonna chat with Carol. Good morning, Carol. Good, good. How are you?
2: I'm good, thank you, but I have a problem with my dahlia. Okay. I took the tuber up in the fall because it was beautiful. I've never tried uh, saving one before. Okay. Um, And I hung it in the basement and dried it for two weeks, and then I put it in a pot of peat in the basement. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's shooting. Like, it must have (coughs) shoots that are about six inches tall, very spindly and yellow-looking, and I just don't know... What I've done wrong and what I
0: should do with it. It didn't really go dormant all the way. Like, did before you dug it out, did it? Did it go through a? Did it freeze at all? Like, did it? Did all the the upper plant go black? Uh,
2: No, I probably didn't let it freeze.
0: Yeah, because typically they need one good heavy frost, and that sort of shuts them down and says, "Okay, hey, I'm good." Uh,
2: Okay. (laughs) Yeah,
0: so I always let them freeze that one time, leave them outside, let them freeze. I think you're going to be fine. What I would do. Is I would just leave that um, in that box. And that, that thing will just slow down and uh, and do its thing. Okay. And then just in in the spring, about uh, March, April, you can bring that out, plant them up. And as long as it's nice and dry in there and, and a good thing of peat like that, it sounds nice and cool, I think yeah, I, it'll be I, fine. I, eh, Kath?
1: Yeah, I, I was going to ask if the peat moss was too wet or if it had been dampened.
2: No, no, I didn't do anything. I just... Uh, poured it out of the bag and and put the tuber into it. Yeah, it, it uh-huh. sounds
0: sounds just like you. You just you need to. It needs that little trigger just to shut down. Like and it needs the cold. Um, so I think he just it just didn't get that what it needed to just trigger it. Just saying, hey. Time to slow down, shut her down for the winter time, and then... Uh, and how
1: cool is the room that you've got it in? That uh,
0: well,
2: keep... it was in the room where my furnace is, but I did move it out of there into ah, a cooler yeah. part yes. of the space.
1: Yeah, it needs to be really cool to okay. slow it down and stop it.
2: Okay, and I can leave those shoots. I shouldn't cut them off or anything?
1: I personally would cut them off.
2: Okay. Yes. Okay. All right, I'll give that a try. All right, then. Thank you. Happy New Year. Same Happy team. New Year. Bye-bye.
0: All right. All right, yeah, those are, uh, and and dahlias are actually pretty easy to grow and continue to grow every year. I always like to bring them up sort of in that March, April. March
1: and April, and then they get a good strong stem on
0: them. Yeah, and when they get about 18 inches high, I cut about six inches off the top, and then that really just thickens them up, and then it'll send a whole bunch more branching from the bottom, and, and all of a sudden, and that's when I put my tomato cage on it, Or if you have a or a a dahlia cage or peony cage or some sort of cage, because if you have the big dinner plate ones, you want to be able to have that support uh, absolutely because the wind.
1: That's right, and our wind is you know can be pretty strong as we've evidenced this past little while. (laughs) Nothing (laughs) like that,
0: hey? Holy down south, one hundred eighty.
1: I saw that, and then the gravel storms. Oh yeah, Like
0: shooting rocks. Yeah. Like that's it's I don't know. That that is windy. Like holy man. I've never never seen that before. And uh hopefully I never will because that is uh that's one windy thing down there. But uh I don't know.
1: Well I look at when you were talking about supports for plants, I like to get them in before they're too Absolutely. big because otherwise you push in the stakes and you're gonna destroy some of the root systems. So
0: you're um your hydrangeas, your uh, Annabelle hydrangeas. When you have cut them down in the spring, put yes. your put your peony ring over top of it. And let the hydrangea grow up into it. Because then it hides it too. and then But it's going to support those nice big white pom-poms when you get into the summertime. And your peony
1: rings, if you get them on them after you've cleaned them up in the springtime and you get them on right away, then the plant grows up and through them and they're supported and they don't flop down when they get heavy with the flowers.
0: No, absolutely. And uh, anyways, and if you'd like to join us, the phone lines are wide open. You can call us at (laughs) 403-974-8255. Or one eight hundred five six three seven 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 zero, and um, what what is a couple more of your resolutions going to be for this coming year, Kath?
1: <laughs> I'm going to be more mindful of my garden. I'm going to spend some time and and just sit there and enjoy it, and not be frantically trying to clean it up or or work on something and then go, why did I do that without some planning and some forethought? So I like to sit back and I struggle a little with this one. I I tend to get out in the garden and spend time, so I'm trying to slow it down and spend time. My mom, we used to find her sitting on a chair or a rock or just about anywhere in the garden, and her garden was absolutely beautiful, and she worked in it until she was 80. Oh, nice. And she would, I have a shot of her in my garden in England, and she just felt it needed a lot of work. And at one point I looked out and she was on the sitting at the back wall on the pile of rocks, that she had just moved, she was 70, one or two at that point in time, and she'd restack them all. Yep. And she was sitting on this pile of rock, and I said to my husband, look, we have a new garden gnome. No kidding. <laughs> so my philosophy is to take that much enjoyment of sitting out there with the garden and learning more about it and watching it grow.
0: No, and, and I think and that's creating those little spaces that's right. in your garden. Um, I know in front of my house, I've created a nice little sitting area where I have my fire table. I have my water fountain, um, my rock bubbler. It goes beside it, but I can sit out in the front. If the sun comes out end of the day. I can sit there and bring my iPad out, do whatever I want to do. And if I want to watch Netflix once in a while or if I just want to surf or, or check a emails. Or just in
1: view the view in your garden.
0: Yep. Just enjoy the view in your garden. Yeah,
1: And then we go from there, you know, so... I look at that and go,
0: wow, here we go. Yeah, create those spaces, I think, is is a big thing. Create those experiences. But make sure you get out and enjoy them. Like, I build so many gardens for people. Yeah. And I'm really like, hey, are you, like let's make sure that spot's going to work for you. Is That's it something right. that you're going to be able to use? And, uh, and, and I'm excited about a few of the, the projects we have coming this year, meeting with our clients. And just talking about, uh, there was one fella he mentioned, he he can't wait to get out in the fire pit that we're building for him and bring out the guitar on Saturday nights, right? So he's already built a new home, um, super looking forward to moving forward and, and getting his yard done. But one thing in his mind, he's already visualizing the experiences of his kids coming over, bringing out the guitar sitting out there around the fire singing some songs having some fun <laughs> and and i think that's great but anyways i think we got to take a break you're listening to let's talk gardening on 770 chqr welcome back to let's talk gardening emerald coons and i'm joined by kath Smyth this morning Good morning kath Good morning and if you'd like to join us, the phone lines are open. You can call us at 403-974-8255. Or if you're from out of town, 1-800-563-7770. If you want to share any stories, um, New Year's resolutions, garden resolutions, <laughs> and maybe some share some of uh, the best experience you had out in the garden this year. And uh, it's always good to hear those, um, where your successes were. And uh, I know we still have a few... Um, of Abby's uh, calendars in stock. So if you're looking to grab one of those before the new year, you can come by and, uh, and sort of see how his garden grows throughout the season. And also, the Hort Society has their journal and their yes. calendar as well. Yes, so, we do. And uh, so, by all means, uh, you need a calendar. It's another one of those things that it's just not good enough on your phone, right? Like, it's good to have it on your phone. But I, I like, I have a couple of calendars that I have beside my desk and things like that because you just, you like to look at some paper things. So.
1: Well sometimes I need a an image of what I'm supposed to be doing up in front of me and then I'm
0: So you know you you um last couple of weeks ago when you were doing the show with me, you brought me um a couple of the The, the
1: calendar and the diary.
0: Yeah, the diaries, the the journals. The that journal Yes,
1: the journal, the from garden. The Cali journal.
0: Hort so- Society. Um but I what I was just wondering, can anybody just stop and pick the printed copies up at the Horde Society?
1: Yes, they can. If they want to, they can go in and pick them up. The office opens again on
0: the 4th. Because, okay. so. again, that is one of my things. I do enjoy reading that little book, but I do prefer it on the paper. Oh, um, you
1: mean the newsletter? Yes,
0: your newsletter. If you're,
1: a newslet- if you're a member, you can go and pick up a newsletter.
0: You have copies of yes, them? Yes, we do. Yeah, okay. So
1: We print a few. It, it <coughs> became okay. an issue of print money.
0: Yeah, no, it's expensive (laughs) trying to weigh it back and forth, right? That's right. So, okay. All right, I'm going to go to the phone lines first here. We're going to chat with Lee. Good morning, Lee. Yes, how are you this morning? Good, how are you doing? Doing well. Good.
4: Merle, I have a problem with spruce trees. I got a couple that are uh, around 50 feet tall. They're about 50 years old. Okay. And they're starting to show their age badly. And I was wondering, is there any way I can rejuvenate them because I just love them?
0: Um. What are they doing? Is it, are they mainly shed in the middle right now, or yeah, sort of? There's
4: there's dead branches through the core of the tree up. You know, so and, uh, there's no needles on them and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. What it needs is it needs a spruce tree rejuvenation. So what we do is we get our arborist up there and they go through the center of the tree and they remove a bunch of that dead wood. They clean it up and then after that, what I would recommend is just a really good in the springtime, really good for um, watering. Give them the good, really good root zone soaking, and then they get, need to get onto a feeding program. And it doesn't take long before even big trees like that start responding to some water and some fertilizer.
4: There's a special fertilizer for them, is there?
0: Yeah, the like thirty ten ten. Okay. Yeah, and and right now, like I said, by all means. Uh, and I know we're doing a little bit reduced rates on our on our pruning crew. So if you want to give the guys that pruned it up, Zach will come out and uh, and give you a quote and, and look at the spruce trees for you. We have the 60-foot bucket truck, so it's no issue getting up as high as we need to go into any of the trees. Um, but, yeah, th- it's the best time to do it because right now you can see there's no new growth or anything, so you're just dealing with all the dead stuff. But the spruce trees do need that once in a while. They need a, just a good rejuvenation as well. They just need to get cleaned up so they're not using all that energy trying to rejuvenate all that old wood. All right. And they just need a clean up, so... Okay, I'll make the call. Awesome. And uh, let me know how that goes. I know we did one, a pine tree for a gentleman last year in Palliser, and it, was, it wasn't it was looking great. He made it look nice in the front. We gave him some fertilizer. But, man, by the end, of, he was ready to chop it down. But by the end of summer, it had rejuvenated, got a bunch of color back, and it was just looking so much better. So I was uh, just, again, I, I, sometimes we forget about those big spruce trees needing that, that kind of attention, but they do. Thank you so much, Moreau. All right, take care, Lee. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And because uh, our spruce trees, they kind of think they need well, they need cleaning. Yeah, they, and they're, they're just such majestic creatures. <laughs> and, but as they get bigger, like their roots grow over to the over the top of the surface, and a lot of the yards they run out of surface, so we got to enable them and make sure that we're giving them that. Give extra them water. that extra
1: support and that extra moisture. Absolutely. Absol- yep. Definitely.
0: All right. And I guess you got a few minutes left. I'm going to go to Debbie. Good morning, Debbie.
5: Hi, good morning. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Thank you. Just here watching the snow blowing and and yeah. the horses are out playing in the pasture. So, so what I'm part having of the great morning? What what oh, t- other
0: country are you in?
5: Right now I'm house sitting out near Claire's home. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I'm from Calgary.
0: Okay, so you are getting a bit of We had that this morning when I got up I looked out and I seen the snow was blowing, but by the time I left the house Ed, it had all stopped and uh, so but it's still blowing down there a little bit
5: yeah it's very windy down here this morning from mm-hmm. the north, ooh, so, uh yeah,
1: I noticed quite
5: that, the
1: show. yeah, I noticed the cloud the the flags were coming straight out of the north when I was driving, so
5: yeah, we got about two inches, I think, maybe mm. two and a half okay, yeah, so a no, little, little bit off. more
0: than here, so <laughs> um so what what do you got for us today?
5: Well, I uh, first of all, I want to thank you for your program. I've listened off and on for years, and thank you for all the information and the fun that you share.
0: Awesome. No, I, and and, I really appreciate that, and I, I do enjoy coming here on Sundays and, and sharing uh, my knowledge, but I also learn lots here as well, so I, I love taking it in and out. So thank you so much. Oh,
5: great. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, I wanted to share a little story about actually enjoying the garden. I, I gardened almost all my life. But I never had time to enjoy the garden until recently. Okay. And, uh, excuse me. <clears throat> so long story short, I had been working in the garden, <clears throat> and I decided I need a good rest. So I sat down in the lawn chair and had a cup of coffee. Yeah. Took out my can of peanuts and uh, opened up the peanuts and set it on the little table beside me. I was sitting down relaxing, <laughs> and I was only there about two minutes, and oh and behold, a chickadee came and landed on the peanut. Peanut can. Oh, nice. <laughs> and he looked at me, and he looked in the can, he looked at me again, and then he <laughs> took a peanut. Uh, <laughs> he did that two or three times. He flew away, and then he came back and did it. He wasn't the least bit scared of me. He was only about two and a half feet away.
0: Oh, nice. He could just feel was, the good karma. That's why they're not afraid, right?
5: I think maybe, eh? That must be it. But it was so pleasant. Gardens are so
2: beautiful.
0: It It is, and and I think... Um, with everything that goes on in the world and 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 things of like that, I think we really need to get out and start doing things again. I I see some of the posts on Facebook or about kids growing up, and they show a group of kids on bikes and things of like that. They're all smiling, and then then they show a group of kids today. They all have their head faced into the phone, and they're all sitting there doing nothing. Right? Like I, we got to get out and get the kids out, get our families out. And, I agree. Uh, and doing some more things because <clears throat> this technology is uh, killing us as a society. So
5: I agree with that, and it's so unhealthy physically, and, oh. and we don't communicate like we used to, even though we have so-called technology. Uh, yeah, we don't really communicate properly, and uh, I hope the kids of today's generation get to experience real life, yeah. before they
0: grow up <laughs> you know because it goes by so quick and you think god what what have we done right so yeah, no true. i totally totally agree debbie so oh. well i appreciate that story because those are one of those ones that you're going to remember and you can tell lots of people and share that with lots and and uh, that'll encourage some other person to sit out in their garden with a can of peanuts and uh, hopefully they get a little bird to come to oh, them. that's own. right oh.
6: That's great.
5: Absolutely. I hope it does. Me too. Uh, we also feed the chickadees in the winter. Now, some people don't believe in it, but that's fine. Everybody has their own. Just take the sunflower seeds out and hold your hand up if the chickadees are around, and it won't take them long to land on your hand. I have a quick question. Do yeah. you
0: have
7: time? yeah.
0: Actually, um, I'm just going to have... put you on hold, and then I guess we are going to take a break, and then we'll come back, and we'll get to your question. How's oh, that? Oh,
5: thank you. Okay. okay.
0: Yep. All right. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening, Emerald Coombs, and just looking through uh, some things. Looks like down south got about three inches of snow in the in the Lethbridge area, Medicine Hat. So, well,
1: that's pretty good.
0: Yeah, so we little, need
1: the moisture.
0: Absolutely, that little bit of snow farming. Yes, but today was blowing away. Yeah, it was.
1: <laughs> it was blowing off that hill. I will tell you,
0: absolutely. Let's go to back to Debbie and uh, and continue with her question. Welcome back, Debbie.
5: Thank you so much. A quick question about Christmas cactus. Yep. Uh, After the blooms, the flowers start dying off and looking wilty and they're they're done, is it best to pluck those off or just let them go about their...
0: (laughs) No, absolutely deadhead. You definitely want to pull them off. Again, I like to do it even before they get really bad because, again, that triggers it to send out more blooms. If you pull it off just as it starts to wilt... Because mm-hmm. then it, it, it thinks it hasn't done its job and it'll send out more blooms. Okay. So, same okay. in the summertime if you've got your flowers going, your petunias, your geraniums, don't let the blooms totally go spent before you deadhead. Pull them right. off because okay. then the plant says, hey, I got to do more. I got to produce more flowers. That's right. And- and oh. that will get then that's and a lot of people think they're they're doing it just to look beautiful for us they're doing it to reproduce so you got to work with them and and uh, trick them into that and say hey you haven't produced any seeds yet give me more flowers <laughs> okay Alrighty. okay
5: perfect thank you so much all right
0: bye bye happy new year to oh, you as well thank you, you. bye bye all right if you'd like to join us the phone lines are open you can call us at 403-974-8255 or one eight hundred five six three seven 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 zero. Right now we're gonna go to the phone line. And we're gonna chat with Mel. Good morning, Mel. Good morning, Mel.
8: Good morning.
0: How are you today?
8: I'm afraid I'm gonna live.
0: <laughs> well that's that should be a good thing, Mel. Well,
8: it's a dirty <laughs> job. Somebody's gonna do
0: it. <laughs> yeah, you wake up and you look up. Okay, here I go, another day.
8: <laughs> Listen, I've got
0: an amaryllis, yep, and it comes
8: uh two blooms oh nice, how do I get it to go to four?
0: <laughs> um, and what you can do is, so what's important now is, is it is it still blooming right now? Yeah, it's starting to fade. Okay, so what you want to do is start feeding it now. Like even, you want to hit it a few times with 15, 30, 15. You want to hit it with something with a higher middle number, a blooming fertilizer, because that's going okay. to rejuvenate that bulb and get it bigger. So continue to grow it like a house plant, so, and... And, uh, so, and let it grow so, and then fertilize it sort of every couple of weeks with 15, 30, 15 3 or 4 times and then once it, you get into March sort of thing you can start letting it die back it'll probably grow a whole bunch of foliage You'll get a bunch of leaves on it.
8: Oh, I've got eight on it now.
0: Okay, that's good. That means it's a nice, healthy bulb. But you want to make sure you get the good middle number in there. Get the phosphorus in there to trigger that blooming for next year. And that'll also make the bulb bigger because it's for the roots and and for blooming.
8: It produced an extra bulb last year. Oh, wow. And that's only a foot high yet. Oh, wow. So uh, I'll see how it comes up.
0: Yeah. Absolutely, so so again, so then when you let it go dormant, just let it all die back, let it go completely dormant, let it dry out, pull all that dead foliage off, store it into a, into a cardboard box or something with some um, cocoa moss or some sort of peat moss, put it in a cool, dark place for a few months, and then pull it up again next October, November, and, and let me know how that goes, and hopefully you get four blooms this year.
8: So let it die off about March?
0: Yeah, okay.
8: Kind yeah, th- about the
1: end of March, you start to let the leaves die out, and and, yeah. and it
0: should just... Yeah, you just stop just, watering, just let it shut right down, let it go dormant. Yeah, so
8: don't water it?
0: No, not after that point. And sometimes okay. that's hard to do, but it's what you need to do, because then it just lets it go and dormant. And a good
1: shot of fertilizer, and then let it do its thing.
0: Yep. Okie dokie. righty. Alright. Thanks, okay. Mel. Okay, have a good one. Alright, let us know how that goes next year. Okay. Thanks, Mel. Bye-bye. Alright, yeah, that's... Uh, <clears throat> and that's really what again. It's that's right. It's feeding yeah. those bulbs,
1: feeding them, and letting them put the energy back in the <laughs> leaves. The leaves themselves are putting energy back into the bulb too. And I just learned the answer to Mary's question. What's that? Where are, are amaryllis from? From Where? South Africa. Yeah, that's why they don't survive the winter here. Yeah, no, no,
0: <laughs> yeah, no, no, they uh, they don't survive here. In and that the wild way. ones had smaller <clears throat> flowers. But, but, man then, we got some ma- like monster ones in this year we had some big monster amaryllis bulbs like this yeah. is huge like well
1: red lion is the biggest yeah. one yeah. it's the one i just think is just spectacular
0: and again same thing we talk about when you're spring bulbs when you get the when you're using bulbs for color um, whether it's tulips or whatever you're doing in your in your garden, your graves, you're getting those pure colors, and that's what well, I love. Yeah,
1: you get that vivid coloring, and it. it's just so beautiful. More people should be growing bulbs for one thing. They're the, very drought tolerant.
0: Yeah, too. bulbs have dropped off the face of the I earth in know. the garden center business. Like it's really, really hard for us to bring them in because every year we cut our uh, amount by half because people want them already finished. Right. And no one wants to plant them anymore and grow them themselves, yeah. but they, they want the plant finished. So, I'm a, but it, it's hard because we keep, we bring them in and you end up throwing out half and it's, this it's such it's heartbreaking. a heartbreaking.
1: It really is. It is. But I love nothing more than watching in April and May when my spring oh, flowers are coming up. The tulips. It's, oh, the tulips are fabulous. I have the little uh, species tulips, you oh, know, nice. tulipa tarda and kauffmania, and all of those small ones. And I really enjoy those.
0: It it is um it, it is one of those things that I truly truly enjoy is that this is that color of the and spring the
1: daffodils.
0: But it's picking the right spot for your bulbs. Don't put them in a shaded spot. Mm-hmm. Find the nice sunniest warm spot in Calgary if you're gonna do your tulips, your hyacinths, and and daffodils because you want that to come up nice and early in the springtime so where that warm spot's going to be early spring and then it's going to pop up, give you that spring color. If it's in the shade, it's not going to come up till later on when it's already warmed up and you don't get a lot of color, you don't get a lot of show. Well, and
1: if you look at the labeling on the boxes, it tells you that that Tulip is going to bloom early, or it's going to bloom mid-season, or it's going to bloom a little later.
0: But in Calgary, I always figure we need to be a little mid-season. bit... Mid-season. <laughs> yeah, so you got to get in that sunniest, warmest spot That's early, right. and Although, then the crisp.
1: my skilla. beautiful little blue flowers yep. all through the end of April into May. Even with a bit of snow, they just keep yep. on going. And nice. mascari, I've got now finally started to get my muscari established so that it's getting to be a bit of a river. And it just looks really beautiful. I got to
0: take you. Speaking the river, I got to take a break. Oh, all right. (laughs) You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Quick one. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. We'll have to do a quick little segment here. We went a little bit longer on that last one. Got a question? Where do I buy a gabion basket? And that's if you're doing those gabion walls and that's stuff right. like that. Yeah. Um, the baskets. I'm not sure. It'd be a construction supply place of some sort. Um I thought well, Burnco. Burnco might have them. Yeah. But I haven't see, I've never seen the baskets there. Like
1: well, I haven't either when I come to think so of it.
0: Um research might,
1: required.
0: Yeah, so that might be a bit of a, a <laughs> Google we we'll have to call on to Google to help that. Um but I think it's um yeah. Probably a wire mesh company would I would check some of them. There's um Canadian Wire is probably one that I would probably check out and uh, and see if they can help you. But if anybody has any solutions on that, please help me out. And uh, But I think Canada Wire is the one where I would go for that one because then you're going to get it. And uh, they, they do a lot of our tree baskets and things like that mm. um, for people. So uh, that's where I, I, w- I would try there and see if that uh, comes about. And uh, we got a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Merle and Kath, this is our amaryllis... This year, the first time I've had a variegated bloom from Debbie. Yeah, isn't that gorgeous? Yeah,
1: looks look sort of like the
0: apple blossom color yeah, one. But look how big that is. Yeah, like and
1: look at the other flowers in behind it. Look yeah. how many there are on there. That's amazing.
0: Absolutely. And uh, so, again, when you see those, it, it definitely dov, does um, bring Christmas into your house and things like that, the color like oh, that. Oh, yeah. So.
1: And it's eh. such a joy to see
0: and uh, here we got a, my ivy is drying up, and <laughs> keep it watered. I would probably say then it needs to get transplanted. Yes. I would cut it back if it's all dried up and, and crimping. But with. I would
1: check it as well to make <coughs> sure that it doesn't have spider mite or check under the leaves and look for fine yeah. webbing, run your finger along it and see if there's any kind of uh, granular feel to it, because that's usually an indication of spider mite. And-
0: but they have fairly big root. Like they oh, can they get root do. Bound they quite... get
1: really quickly root-bound. So this, could...
0: this year I was amazed the spider plants in our store. <laughs> they were growing out of the pots. Like we to they re- were lifting
1: just... themselves. I yeah. like it when they do that.
0: Yeah, we just transplanted a whole bunch of spider plants in, in the, in the greenhouse. It house. might be
1: a time to replot your ivy as well.
0: Yeah, it sounds like that. So anyways, hopefully that helps out. And if you'd like to join us after the break, you can call us 403-974-8255. 41800 563 You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Good morning and welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Roel Coombs, joined with by Cass Smythe here from the Calgary Hort Society. Good morning, Kath. Good morning. Good morning. A little quiet at the Hort Society lately?
1: Well, probably because the office is closed. <laughs> I,
0: know, I drove by and <laughs> run, what's going on?
1: and they're very quiet <laughs> yeah. when they're not working <laughs> yeah though no,
0: which is which is a good thing everyone needs to take a little break
1: while they do and they do. Uh,
0: I, keep, I kept thinking, I go, oh, we're going to be closed for a few days this week. I'm thinking, well, I don't know if I should close, but I'm thinking, oh, yeah, well, it's New Year's and New Year's Eve, so I guess I got to. You
1: got to, Yeah.
0: No, we're setting yeah. down for a few days till, um, till Thursday, and then we're back at it on Friday the 4th. So ah. um, today we're open, and then we're closed Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So taking a little break and uh, letting the team have a little break, and uh, and we'll go from there. But if you'd like to join us, the phone lines are wide open.
1: Who looks after Rocky?
0: I do four oh three nine seven four eight two five five or one 7770 <laughs> Yeah, no I need to go in and uh, I always gotta check my boiler and check the plants, do a little watering and uh, and obviously you gotta feed Rocky and uh, it actually it was kinda cute. My kids came with me on Christmas Day. We went in to to see Rocky and uh, Jaden and Derek were there uh, petting Rocky hanging out with them a bit, giving them some treats yeah. on Christmas and um but he sure enjoys the the people when they come by and say hi to him. So well,
1: that's why they opened the store was so he could be a social. <laughs> exactly. I remember that.
0: <laughs> we need to go to the phone lines. We got uh, the tree tossers with us. Oh, good morning, Mister Tree Tosser. How are you? Well, I'm good doing morning, very talk. well,
7: Merle. Thank you.
0: Good, good. How many are you guys tossing trees already this year, or?
7: We've uh, we've done a, a couple more, so for uh, for a couple photo ops. But um, as far as the actual trees, we pretty much get started on January second.
0: Awesome. No, and that's why I was I thought I know we had you in here before Christmas, and uh, I thought I would uh, get you to come in and and we could chat about it and what people need to do with their tree. Um, and I know you have a great cause. Um, a senior segment on Global, our TV part of our of our partner. So I thought I would bring in, and we could just chat. And let our listeners know because I had a few calls at the store asking who were those people you had on the show last week. So um, I just wanted to refresh everybody's memory and uh, and let you fill us in on what the tree tossers are all about again.
9: Well, for sure, Merle. This is uh, this is Kevin, the Pierre part of the tree tossers. Oh, nice. <laughs> Like you mentioned, we're uh, we're raising some funds this year for, for Rose Makeley, and uh, we're doing that through uh, this uh, this opportunity that we realized three years ago when the city canceled picking up Christmas trees uh, curbside. So uh, we started the business to go out there and do that, and we've uh, helped some people uh, each year. And like you mentioned, it was uh, Rose Makeley this year.
0: Yeah, and that's nice. You pick a local charity, someone that you guys feel that needs a little lifting up, a little helping hand, and uh, and that's what calories all about. So, and that's why I wanted to be able, if I can reach out and help you guys do that a little bit. Um, we try to do that as well here because that's part of what we do. And um, so again, so you basically some people call you up or they book you online. What do they need to do, and maybe walk us through the process.
7: Yeah, absolutely. We we have it set up that that they can book through our website. There's a there's a simple form there that that you can choose the pickup uh window to to put your tree out at the beginning of the window and you can do the payment and everything right on the website. That's all tied in together. So you fill out your information of where it is, put your tree out the night before the window starts and we come along and magically throughout the the evening or, or day, whatever it may be, and uh, it's just gone. Awesome. Yeah, probably take, you know, anywhere from
9: uh, a day to a few days uh, when the window starts, depending on the scheduling and where it is in the city. Um, but uh, we we always get that window done before the next one starts.
0: Oh, perfect. And then you guys take them to the tree drop-off points and the zoo or wherever else, and, uh, and that way they get put to good use. and. And, and it works out for everybody.
7: Yeah. We're told that the uh, city uses the mulch in some of the landscaping at the parks. They also take it to the zoo and use it for, for bedding and such for the animals. Uh, we have in the past delivered some to a wildlife refuge as well. And we reached out to them this year, but they, they didn't have the need. But we're always looking for creative things that we can do with the trees.
0: Yeah, absolutely. No, we... Um... Yeah, actually, this year we didn't have any leftovers, so I was I was thankful on that. But I know we had given some a few years ago. I think it was the one out in Cochrane where they um, they re- rehabilitate birds and different things, and then they'd use them for a little bit of uh, artificial habitat for the birds to as they're healing them. Yeah, that's correct, yes absolutely
7: same one that I believe that we had given to as well
0: so do you guys wear the outfits the, the whole time the beards and that when you guys are out doing it or is that just for the just for the photo ops
9: you know it actually depends uh, <laughs> a little bit on the weather we've pretty much always got our toque on we've always got our uh, our red uh, jacket on uh, occasionally uh, the the beard part doesn't go on if it's really windy I've been known to put
0: it on yeah no kidding Right, it works as a good windbreak totally totally okay no i was just wondering maybe you like the guys in the kilt they're they're up, they're they're cleaning windows in the kilt so i that? Is that. <laughs> that's funny well todd's got his
9: permanent beard so
0: yeah exactly so he's he's already good to go so um, just this tell us where do we where do we sign up and uh, and uh, how do we get a hold of you guys yeah
7: um, by going to the website www.treetossers.com and that takes you right there, and that's where the sign-up happens. Uh, our Facebook page as well does have a sign-up tool. It's a little more buried, but it, it is there as well.
0: Okay. And what about by phone? If you have people that don't uh, tech-savvy, can you phone in?
9: We so far we've we've not done that. Okay. Um, just due to the online payment and a system that we have. Okay there's been a number of occasions where we've had to just help people through it. Yeah. Um, and we have the online, uh, option of doing that. But if a person were to send us an email, if we, if we really, they really couldn't get through it, we could help them Okay, uh, do that. And we have been known to do that a couple of times.
0: Okay. Yeah. But the, I, I and I agree if you can get the online thing done, it's always just slick and done and you guys yeah. are paid. And then you come do your thing and the tree's gone and, uh, and then everyone can just move on and do our thing.
7: That's
0: yeah. Absolutely, right. absolutely.
7: We do have an, an email address that's treetossers at com. And if somebody didn't have the ability to do the online thing, they could email us and we would find a way to get it done.
0: Awesome. Awesome. No, appreciate that, guys. And uh, hope all goes well with the tossing season coming up. And uh, and good luck. And, and thank you so much for providing a service to uh, and being that entrepreneurial spirit that makes God read so great. Thank
9: you. And thanks so much again for helping us get the the word about, out about uh, helping Rose.
0: No, and I mentioned that like for next year, make sure you get uh, to some of us local tree lots. We'll get some signs up for you guys so people know ahead of time that they can uh, book you guys and then go from there.
7: That, that sounds great. And uh, well, one other thing I guess I forgot to mention was that if somebody doesn't have a Christmas tree, they still have the ability to help Rose out through GoFundMe. They have a site up so um that's another way that that people who don't have christmas trees can help as well
0: awesome nope that's great thank you so much and uh merry christmas happy new years to you guys and uh and good job you also thanks so much take care thank you bye-bye all right well there you go kath now you know what to do with your tree
1: now i know what to do with my tree
0: yeah they yeah. call the tossers. They'll come get it. They'll toss well, it away for you. I don't
1: you. know if they'll want thing or
0: not. No, is it real or artificial? It's real. Yeah? yeah you a real need the real tree a this thing year? Of it. Oh, yeah, right. Your thing. <laughs> that's right. That's I have right.
1: a picture. I'll show you.
0: Oh, nice. Nice. <laughs> um, got a question here on the text. How, how do you repair de- deer damaged bark? And and that's a tough one. Right now is the deer out there. So first and foremost, what I would do is make sure when you come in to pick up your lac balsam, and that's the bark replacement product that's you're right. gonna to want to use, is get some bobex. It it works great on repelling and deterrent for your for your trees and shrubs and things like that for the deer. Because this time of season is when the deer are out like crazy, and they're scraping their horns, and they're tearing at things.
1: And they're eating sweet bark, like they like the fruit Absolutely. bearing, they love mountain ash,
0: Willows, love willows. So what you need to do is, I just get an X-Acto knife, like get, you get yourself a nice sharp knife, and just cut out all the shredded bark, and just clean it up really nice, clean out the wound. Um if it's a prunus family, fruit family, you can spray a fungus in there, fungicide, um, serenade or something like that, let it dry, and then get the product called lac Balsam. It's a tube. It's a bark replacement. It lets it breathe. Don't use the black tar, any of that kind of stuff, because it, it just, it's just like if you put a dirty band-aid on your cut on your arm and don't, then...
1: Don't cut heavily into the pith no,
0: either. No, no. You just want to clean yeah, it up nice. Yeah. Clean up all the shredded. That's right. Um... Spray the fungicide, let it dry, and then get the bark replacement. And it has the nice thing is, I really like the products. It has the applicator right at the end of the bottle. So when you squeeze it out, it has the, the little brush on the end, it brushes in nice and neat. Fill it up nice. Fill up any of the gaps. Let it dry, and you're good to go. And it's a perfect week to do it coming up. It's supposed to be pretty warm, so you should be totally fine to do and that get, kind of stuff.
1: And get some chicken wire.
0: Yeah, chicken <laughs> wire. But get that Bob X as well, and uh, and get those things looked after, and uh, keep the deer out on the, on the out in the yard doing yep. other things, instead of eating your good trees. So, <laughs> anyways, um, where are we at? We, we have. We have a few minutes here. We can go to we'll go to Bernie. Good morning, Bernie. Good morning. Good morning.
10: Um, I'd like to know what are the rules around uh, non THC hemp, and are the seeds or small plants available?
0: <coughs> um, no, they're not available yet. Uh, they're starting to become available on some of the things. Um, I know the U.S. has changed their hemp rules. I'm not too sure if the hemp falls under. I think it falls under the same cannabis act. Where you're allowed four plants. Okay. Um. So, in a in a residential type thing in your home, um. But that's that's what do you what are you thinking with the hemp? Are you gonna try and get the oil, or you want to use it for the fibrous materials, or?
10: Well, all of the above. The, the seeds are very tasty. The, I I want to dabble to see if I can try to make some hemp oil. I understand that can be have health benefits. And I, yeah. And, and uh, my wife spins. Wool, and I want to see if we could do something with the fibers. It just sounds like a, an interesting plant to to see what, what good co- uses can come out of it.
0: I think hemp is going to be the plant in a bit of the story of 2019. I know they've just legalized it in the States, again, under the Farm Bill. And uh, I just think it's such an amazing plant of what it's done in the past and somewhat why it got shut down. It's sort of like our Avro Jet. <laughs> like it was yeah. so spectacular that. Um, there's some people that just didn't want it to come to fruition. I think hemp is a little bit along those lines, like some of the things that it can do. And I know I've tried the CBD oil, the hemp oil and man, Um, and I've never, I haven't taken the THC oil. Um, but the hemp oil, like in my knees, I had my, um, MCL ACL, um, surgery uh-huh. and man, it takes, it takes all your swelling out. It's a deflammatory, and it's it's unbelievable. Like it's uh, anti-inflammatory, deflammatory. Yes, they're, yeah. <laughs> hopefully, you understand my language. Yeah,
10: I, I, read, I read between the lines there. Yeah. So, yeah, we we don't we don't know if or when seeds will become available.
0: Yeah, I I know there. <clears throat> if you if you look around town, I know there's a place. There's a few places in town that have them, and they become online. I think you can check on Aurora's website. Aurora. Yeah, Aurora Cannabis. Um, They have the seeds. I think they're getting close to being coming available. And the plants, I've seen the promotional thing is how they're going to send them out in a little cooler type thing, like a little protective box. Um, on the On the plants, but they they 're fairly easy to germinate, and the growing of it again are you going to plan on growing them outside or that,
10: that would be my hope and and I would like to go to a i don 't want to say this aurora place is not a reputable place, but i in a sense, I want to have nothing to do with the cannabis industry so i just if I could find it at a you know a proper plant store if you
0: will yeah no and that's we're we're looking at at getting some of the stuff in um the Aurora is a reputable it's a medicinal cannabis grower they're mainly they they do some recreational but their main focus is the medicinal side of of the Mara, of the cannabis industry okay and they're they're the one built that big a million square foot facility up at the airport in okay. Edmonton, and they 're building one down in Medicine Hat as well, like a one million two hundred thousand square feet, so huge facilities and their their main focus they 're called a medicinal company, not okay. um, so that so you could look into them and and I think check just Google the cannabis Act, and that will also give you some information of when and where um, a lot of that stuff comes available because. And, and you can also just check, like, this if you go to the co-op cannabis store or any of the ones, that the I think there's Nova, there's a few of them around town now, any one of them. Stop in and just ask them. They're very knowledgeable, and uh, they're always willing to help you. so Well,
10: I, I not, nothing personal. I'd just rather never set foot in one of those places. So I just...
0: Uh... <coughs> no, I, I know what you mean, but I think when you go in, you'll be surprised. Like, I did go inside the co-op one. I was just curious, right? Yeah. And I just wanted to see, and it's just kind of, it's a bit mind-boggling, like, look up on the thing, but they have all the CBD oils section there as well right. and they have the other stuff but i was just i was impressed with the knowledge i just chatted with one of the staff guys in there and i was just they, they really put them to school and they've they've taught them some things so if you want it for the sleeping and and it's amazing when you get a bit more into that how much it is medicinal and mm-hmm. not just the guy wanting to get a buzz so exactly
10: exactly thank you so very much thank you appreciate right. the call do take care happy new, year. Happy yeah. new Year.
0: happy new year to you as well you. bernie my, my bye-bye all right, there's a perfect name to save the weekend at Bernie's. And, <laughs> but he doesn't want to party, so that's okay. Uh, we got to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. I'm your Cass Smythe. And if you'd like to join us, the phone lines are open, 403-974-8255. Or one 800 That is the talk and text line. Um, did get a couple texts here. Merle, check out this website, canablosom.ca. They have it all covered. And thanks to Kelly for that. And also, are LED lights better for growth? Um, you gotta be careful with the LED lights. Yes. Um, they are better, but you gotta just you gotta make sure there's so many different um, strengths of these new LED lights. And I've seen a lot of burn on some leaves and things like that where they're getting light burn, yes. where they just have them too close and, they're, and just too intense. Mm-hmm. Um, so just got to make sure you're paying attention to what type you are getting and really follow the directions on them, on the new ones that you're getting. Because, again, I would go more with a reputable brand to start with because there's a ton of stuff coming out of China. On the LED lights, because then there's a lot of people jumping on this grow program, and there's a lot of lights coming on the market that, that are
1: really hot.
0: Yeah, and they're and they're just, they're inexpensive, right? Then the components right. aren't yeah. great, but everyone wants to jump in on this thing. So, again, I would stick with uh, a reputable um, brand. the The sunblaster's is a great one, and then there's lots. There's some other good ones as well, but and again. I would go to some of the more reputable garden center. Um, there's a couple of grow places here in town, the hydroponic guys that have been in it for a long time. Go talk to them. They've been doing it for a long time on the grow lights. I know we have the grow lights, and we sh- strictly carry the Sunblaster brand. We're very happy with those. And uh, we've had a few people call in as well on the regarding the hemp seeds. Sangsters sells the shelled hemp seed. And another person just mentioned the health food stores. So you might want to check those. Um Jake had mentioned health food stores have hemp seeds that grow. So there you go. There you go. All you need to know. There
1: are everything you need to know in a nutshell.
0: <laughs> exactly. I didn't um, say that. Right, we're just gonna do a couple of texts and then we'll uh take a break and then we'll hit the phone lines and we'll get to Dawn and Pauline after that. Um we just we're right at the end of it. So Um, here we go. We have a Christmas cactus the last two years. Um, now only one flower. Is it a problem? Not enough fertilizer, water or light? What do you think, Kath?
1: I think it's more like light. Yeah. I, I really do. And, and. Unless they
0: haven't fertilized. Well,
1: and that was going to be my next thing is after, I only fertilize mine once a year. After it's finished flowering, I feel sorry for it. So I give it a shot of fertilizer and then I just sort of keep track of it and water it.
0: I, and I know um, one of our other listeners, and she'd sent in the thing and said, finally got it blooming because it hadn't done nothing for a couple of years. I put her on to the 153015. 15 That's right. And her fer- and her um, plant is blooming like crazy. And actually, Melanie, who works here at Course at the front desk, she had asked me and I gave her the fertilizer and then her plant. Um, mm-hmm. She was so excited. She goes, finally bloomed. So, again, the fertilizer does make a big difference. It does. On that as well. And I did have one other question somewhere. Here we are. Good morning. We live in a south-facing house and have tulips in the front. They are growing now. We have tried covering them with more soil, but they keep pot, popping through. Any suggestions? Help, Lori and Barry. Do
1: they want them to still grow? Or... No,
0: but they're growing. They're they're popping, <laughs> oh, they're up,
1: with, popping up. Oh, they're popping up. In the ground. Too, oh, it's too warm. Yeah. Mulch, mulch. Um, here's what you do with your old Christmas tree. Yeah, cut the branches off and cover that. And with this cold snap, now would be a great time to push some snow on top of it and cover them with. Yeah, some pile branches. them with
0: snow. Um, before that, you might want to come get a couple bags of bark mulch if you don't have access to anything like oh. that. Um, yes. Get some bark mulch, cover them up with that, and then cover that with any of the snow. You just want to slow them right down and 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 get them to stop. I think there's a little bit of cold weather will will definitely help, but. I would just like cast just cover them with mulch. Um, come get a couple bags of bark mulch, cover them up, and uh, yeah. and go from there. Exactly, and that would be your best bet. Exactly. All right, and you take a break for the news. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Lester Garden. I'm also joined by Cass Smythe from the Calgary Hort Society. And if you're looking for any information, uh, if you're new to Calgary or even if you've been here for a long time, um, join the club. Join, join the, the group. Join, join the group.
1: We're friendly.
0: Yep. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes they're you know, you gotta catch Kath on the right day, but most times she's okay. So <laughs> um Same could
1: was, be said of you.
0: Exactly. <laughs> I love when people send us pictures of um from the summertime. So Wendy had sent in a picture, says, Hey Merle, check this out. My sister was given this fuchsia from Mother's Day in May from her son. Um he bought it at Spruce Up. This picture was taken in September. How gorgeous. Isn't it looks it like beautiful? it was on steroids. Wow. I've been meaning to s- send this to you. Um, enjoy the day happy 2019 and happy 2019 to you and to everybody else listening but just look at that that is that a gorgeous
1: beautiful thing like beautiful.
0: it's looks like it's almost three to four feet long like well, hanging it does down
1: look pretty big
0: yeah and it's still in the original basket like that's a that's amazing so um uh, thanks for sharing that I totally totally agree and uh enjoy seeing those kind of things so Let's go to the phone lines, and we're going to see what's up with Don. Good morning, Don. Hi, Don. Good morning. Good morning, Don. How can Santa we help you?
10: brought me tulips in my stocking. He did. And it's a little late to start them, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And I wondered if there's anything we can do to enhance their growth in the spring.
0: Do you have a unheated garage or anything like that?
10: It's unheated, yeah.
0: Okay. So what you want to do, um, Don, is get yourself a, a pot. You can get yourself like a 10- or 12-inch pot or a 5-gallon pot. And how many tulips did you get? Well, I think there's about 30. Oh, okay. So you might want to get a couple pots. A couple of pots. Couple of pots. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or even <laughs> like a nice, if you have a whiskey barrel or something like that, like some sort of big decorative pot. Um, sure. fill if up we've a, got one
10: outside that you could bring in and yeah,
0: use. That would be perfect. Fill up with soil. Um, plant them into there, um, water it in well, and then just put it out in the heated garage um, for the winter, and then sort of early spring, April 1st, somewhat, bring it outside, put it into a nice sunny spot, and you'll see the tulips pop up in there. Very good. And then when it's done growing, plant them into a garden somewhere, and uh, you'll be good to go. Really good. I appreciate the advice. You're very welcome, and Thank good luck you. with that. Thank nice you so gone. much. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right. Let's go to Pauline. This might be one for you, Kath.
6: Oh, New Year.
0: Hi, <laughs> Happy New Year, Pauline. How so, can we help you?
11: Well, I also got bulbs, but I got garlic bulbs for Christmas. Oh. And <laughs> it's a strange little present, but um, I have my raised beds are for beans and carrots, so I, don't wanna, I didn't want to put the garlic in there, so I had to put it in a tub so I put it in a tub about three inch, uh, three times the depth of the cloves, and I covered it with mulch yesterday. But I'm wondering sporadically throughout the winter if I should water it because it's in a tub as opposed to the ground.
1: It depends on how much wind and how much it dries out. If right. you've got it fairly protected and you've got lots of mulch on top, yeah. you shouldn't have to water them. Okay. okay, It's if we get a continuous, say, 10, 15 days of plus five to plus eight and the wind is blowing and drying it out, then I'd be a little worried about it. Okay, okay,
11: I'll keep that in mind. Okay. The other thing I was, uh, last time you were on, I was talking to you about uh, coneflowers that last. Oh, yes. And you're talking about the magnus last yes. two or three years. Yes. I keep a notepad by the, by the radio for, for this show and there's a note I've got about ratabidia, which is a native coneflower.
1: Right, the yellow the beautiful yellow, yes.
11: And, and does that does that stay?
1: Oh like, yes, it does, and it it just seems to grit, get bigger and bigger clumps. I really like Retvidia. So it's one I of my get, favorites.
11: I can get that at any garden store.
1: You sure can. Okay. You sure can. Okay. Maybe I'll try that instead. All right. Okay. Thank you. Thanks. Happy New Year, Pauline. You too. Bye. Bye.
0: Bye. Bye. Yeah, garlic is a is a popular bulb. Like that's it one is. bulb.
1: That is one bulb that we can. Yeah, I have still, a hard
0: time keeping it in like I bring in as many as I can and It's
1: the hardneck garlic, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's my favorite. Especially in the
0: fall we bring in a ton. Um so anyways. I have
1: 28 cloves that I still have like for from last year that I grew. Wow. 28 great big cloves.
0: So do you regrow them again like once Oh they- yes,
1: I take and take some out and reuse them and I I mean I this year at Garlic Fest I, I got myself some more. <laughs> I wanted to try some new ones. I'm trying a couple of new ones, and I like the, uh, but music is still my favorite. Music. Yes.
0: All right. Well, let's go to Dan. Good morning, Dan. Good morning, Dan.
4: Happy New Year, you guys.
0: Happy New Year to you as well.
4: Hey, listen, I got bulbs as well for Christmas. Okay. (laughs) And, uh, like, they're 60-watt LEDs and I'm not sure which way to plant them.
1: <laughs> they're 60-watt LEDs. Um,
4: I don't know. Explain that to Merle. I didn't hear him laughing.
1: Well, he's he's squinting.
0: Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so what was the question?
4: Uh, Merle, I never got my uh, pierogies this year.
0: Ah, uh, me either. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
4: he- listen, uh, I grew some, I can't remember what they're called. They're uh, weird-shaped carrot. Okay. And, uh, they grow fine in the ground. Yeah. Last year, I wanted to try some new stuff, so I put the carrots into 20-liter buckets. Okay. With holes in the bottom. Okay. They came out about maybe, at best, an inch long and, like, even smaller than baby carrots.
0: Yeah. And what type of soil did you use in the, in the box? Like, did you use a bag soil, or did you use soil out of the ground?
4: I used a... Uh, I bought uh, just uh, black loam. Yeah, okay. And I bought some, I think it was cow or sheep manure. Okay. And I just kind of, like, mixed it all up.
0: That could be a bit of the problem. Um, again, sometimes with some of our root things, a bit too much manure, things like that, uh, almost works against us. Okay. Like, some of them, they like a carrot still likes just a good soil. Um, I, I would be light, 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 light on the compost and that with any of the root stuff. Because it, it's... It's more the phosphorus and when you add the compost and the and that you're it's lots of nitrogen um so it's not gonna produce the, the what you're looking for
4: yeah it's one of those things where you think a little bit more is better.
0: Absolutely. You're killing them with kindness. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes, and I was always amazed, like, at my mom and dad's garden, like, we, we'd we always add some compost, and we'd throw all the peelings and all that stuff yeah. throughout the season, throughout the summer, into the garden. But, man, every year we had the best carrots, best potatoes, turnips, parsnips. Same I, as my parents. Yeah. But it, I think they're just feeding the soil, right? And I think, so if we do too much in a pot, especially, like I was saying, in a pot like that... I would just start just with the loam. You would have been fine.
1: Yeah, not the manure.
4: Then I'm gonna try just that, and just just water. Like, don't fertilize them. Just like yeah, normal.
0: just yeah, just this, just, just normal. Yep. Yeah, carrots aren't. There'll they'll be enough in that soil to give them what they need for that season for sure. And just be careful um, where the where that is. If it gets too hot, they don't really like a super hot root like that either. So don't have that bucket sitting right out in the sun the like,
1: surface of the soil could be warm yeah. but the pot itself, itself should be protected in behind something
4: okay that could have been part of my problem then too yeah i got a double-edged sword there uh-huh yeah. <laughs> i can fix both next year yeah, all right yeah,
0: that, that, that's one of the big ones though they they, they don't like the super hot root like that because then they, again they just they don't do well and then when you do water in a bucket Make sure when you water, do the th- full, thorough watering so the water comes out the bottom.
4: Yeah, that's the only problem with a 20-liter bucket, right? Yeah, that's, so deep, right? you got yeah. to pay the city $400 on your bill just to water your carrots.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
4: <laughs> and c- would I be able to also do garlic bulbs in a 20-liter bucket or no?
1: Um, Not really, unless you've got them planted now because they're a fall planted bulb.
4: Yep. No, so I'm just uh, planning for next year.
1: All right. Well, yes, you can. If you can get them in there in the fall, absolutely. Okay. And and mulch them really, really well. Okay. At the back of the hort office, we have raised beds that we fill with garlic, and we just get a bumper crop out of it. Whoa. So you should take It's actually quite a cool bed. So
4: Nothing better than fresh. Oh, absolutely. nothing. Nothing. Thank you much. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to Thank you, you, you as well. Take okay. care.
0: Bye-bye. And we need to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR.
1: They got out out of bed. You didn't hear him ask you about his LED light bulbs?
0: No, I, I was t- texting... <laughs> Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening and uh, I got a I, I got a hint for Dan with his his <laughs> bulbs. Dan can always screw those bulbs into a current bush. Ha <laughs> ha.
1: That's a good one. That I is. One. It's a very
0: good one. Yeah. Since the first part went over my head, I was yeah. I went into another zone I passed that one to Kath. Yes. And then uh, Pat had shared some pictures here. Isn't that uh that purple, that's a gorgeous dahlia, and then we have some coneflowers,
1: flowers. I, I think sunflowers. it's a bee bomb, Merle.
0: Oh, is, is it? a bee bomb? Oh, it is. Yeah, it yeah, is. a bee balm. Yep. Oh, yeah, you're yeah. right. Yep. Look at that. This gorgeous, though,
1: eh? and, and oh, there's some red retvidia behind the bee bomb. Lovely.
0: Yeah. Tons of stuff. There's that's sunflowers pretty... in there. Uh, all kinds okay, of fun dreaming stuff. dreaming
1: of spring now. Yeah, no, <laughs>
0: that makes you realize, and then seeing the seeds yesterday, I was the same thing. I was like, wow, can't wait. Yes. All right, let's go to Helen. Ellen, sorry. Good morning, Ellen.
12: Good morning. I live in Cochrane and I'm on a deck in okay. a condo.
0: Yeah.
12: And I is there such a thing as a perennial that will grow in a pot?
0: Um. It is. It, it, there is. You can definitely do a lot of the sedums, um, a lot of the succulent type perennials. I know I have a few that's been in the same pot on my back patio for three to four years and it just keeps coming back, it dies back, it looks like there's nothing there, but every spring they pop up and uh, and go again. So you can definitely do some of the succulent varieties because they have really small root systems.
9: Mm-hmm.
0: And just the main thing is don't keep them in full sun over the wintertime, like put them into the shadier spot if you can, um, just over the wintertime. Well, then- I
12: had a succulent that's an annual, not nearby, but I brought it in the house because I thought it would die off, it's yes. still living. It's one that looks like a flower. Okay. It's, uh, it's not a flower. It's just a yeah, It's a
0: Yeah, it's one of the hens and chicks.
12: Yeah, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um, it said it's an annual, so I should have left it outside. Um, well, it might have been an echeveria,
0: Merle. Yeah, it could have been an echeveria, yes. Yeah,
1: and they do have to come indoors.
12: Yes. Okay, so, so I'll try that. Anyway, I've had success with nasturtium and potatoes and pansies, but it gets too hot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Petunias Um, do well. That if you have an, if it's a nice hot deck, petunias love that. Um, Even your fuchsias in a big pot will do great there. Um, But it depends if it's real, real hot. Yeah. Petunias are your best bet. Like they just, they flourish in that.
1: That Madness series, Petunia Madness series, they just love the heat and they do beautifully. Yeah, I don't get
12: the heat till later in the afternoon, and then it's hot. Oh, and then it's because just but that, it's wet.
0: But that's yeah. perfect, though. Just make sure you have it in a nice big pot, though, and uh, and then fertilize because when you get your annuals growing in that kind of heat, they use up a lot of food. And so, if you have them in a nice big pots, yeah, you'll be able to create a nice little oasis on your deck.
12: Is Miracle Grow any
0: good? <laughs> it's it's okay, but it's quite salt based. Um, so I recommend there's a plant prod. We have our Green It Up brand of water soluble fertilizers, um, just high quality. Um, so, but any kind of fertilizer is good. Just make sure you water it really well and mix your Miracle Grow and just shake it really well. And uh, then maybe go half strength, something like that. It just it can build up the salt. So okay, alrighty, sounds
12: good. Thank
0: you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye and let's go to donna with more garlic hello hi donna
6: <laughs> hi i uh just heard somebody talking about garlic and i have a funny experience about growing russian garlic i call it uh-huh. it has like a pinky move on the on the skin instead of just pure white like buy right. in the store anyways and when my father-in-law was 94 and we went to visit him in Ontario, he grew really good garlic, he was Polish, and he loved garlic. So, when he was 94, in 206, I brought some garlic back to Calgary, and I said, I better plant some of his garlic, because, you know, if something happens, he, he might not have any more garlic there. <laughs> so, I brought it back and planted it, and he died at 96, two years later, so good thing I brought it back. And the funny thing is, I keep it growing every year in remembrance of him because he loved garlic. And uh, anybody who tastes my garlic, they just love it.
1: Well, that hardneck and the heritage garlics are really, really strong flavors. And they're so hardy.
6: Yeah, they
1: are. And I like the fact that it's a plant that I call it a pass-along plant. Yeah. They, you've passed it on and it's yeah. important to do that.
0: But isn't it nice when you grow something and you actually taste it and you can taste what you put in? Because so many times when you're buying some of the herbs or That's certain right. things, you add them to your cooking and you can't taste it. Like, it's just like, it says, like, yeah. why did I bother? Oh,
6: like, this is very strong. <laughs> awesome. Like, <laughs> yeah, like even horseradish, right? I grow it too. I love the plant. I love the way it curls, yep. and the little head, and the seeds come on. it. so—I just love that plant. It looks do you so nice. do you
1: eat the curls?
6: Do you? Uh, yeah. Uh, no, I usually give them away. I eat them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> They're very I, tasty.
6: I know. I, oh, I give them all away to people who love garlic. Oh, know. good. Yeah, nice. I don't know if I have time to ask
0: one more thing. I'm just going to put you on hold. We got to take a quick break, sure. and then you can. When we come back, we'll let you ask one more. Okay. Thanks, Donna. All right, we're going to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back. And now we're going to go back to Donna. She had one more question. Good morning, Donna. Welcome Just back. Just
6: wondering, in your opinion, yep. how uh, when you want to start your own tomato seeds in the house, yep. not greenhouse, in the house, in a sunny window... How long do you think you should let them grow before you plant them outside? Like, should it be eight weeks or six well,
0: weeks? Well, it or? all depends on when you start them, too, right? You still have to go by the date, um, you can't put nothing outside until sort of June first for your tomatoes.
6: That's right. I never put them out before June first, but what's the ideal time? I'm just guessing Would it be? Well,
0: time like if they' if you, it depends on when you seed them, but um, even if we get warmer times in April, and May, it's always good to put them outside and just get that fresh air on them and move them if it's it's above if, if it's above five degrees, put them outside, let them enjoy some winter or some fresh air, some real sunlight. Um, that doesn't hurt them. Yeah. But to start the seed itself. Um, I, yeah. d- it really depends. Uh, do you want to grow them inside at all or you're growing no, them? No, I put-, put
6: them in pots on my desk. Yeah. That's the best way to grow them for me. So
0: then you really don't, you want to start around 1st of April is going to be lots? Yeah. Uh, you don't want to go too much earlier, otherwise they get pretty stretched on you.
6: Yeah, that's what I thought, too. So, but I didn't know if there's a special time or if it depends on the type of tomato.
0: <laughs> no, not really. So what you want to do, though, when you do seed it, if you put them into, depends what you're using, the Jiffy 7 or if you grow them right into soil. Yeah, right Let,
6: into soil in a bigger pot because I, like, I don't like to transplant you, them too see,
0: small. Yeah, so you do need to transplant them, So try this. So start them out in like a four-inch pot. Okay. And let them grow about four to six inches. Uh Uh-huh. And then pull all the bottom leaves off. Leave two sets of leaves on the top. Okay. And pull the rest. And then put that into a six- or eight-inch pot and bury three-quarters of it. Okay.
6: So that's what's better. I yeah. didn't know. And I then it'll I'm...
0: thicken right up. And ah. then let it grow again in that six- to eight-inch pot into your big pots. And then you take it from there and then bury three-quarters of it again. And you'll get so much roots and thickness, it's not going to be a floppy tomato on you. Okay. It'll be super strong. And away you go.
6: Okay. Oh, that I wondered what, <laughs> what to do about that. Thank you so much. Yeah,
0: that's just a floppiness. You got to get them deep. They like that.
6: Thank you so much. You're
0: welcome. Bye bye. Take
6: care. Bye. Yeah, happy new
0: year. Bye bye. All right, let's go to Dean. You can be the last call of the day. Good morning, Dean. Happy new year. Happy new year to you as well.
9: Good. A quick question about you know, urban gardening and small successes around peas. Yes. I called and, and, and you give me some advice. To patch along a sunny side, south facing wall.
0: Yeah,
9: I just wondered. They're so easy to germinate. You put them in soil, and away they go. How? how it's the kind of question that the earlier caller had is: How early would you start so you could actually have some substantive height indoors, so that you could put them outside? And then, and then, secondly, I guess thirdly as well, which variety climb? And then, do we have to protect them because my patch last year seemed to be missing pea pods every time I went out there? So.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, you will. Like certain. There's definitely certain critters that love eating peas, just like us. Um, they'll go in, some of the birds, and depends if you have squirrels. Sparrows,
1: sparrows think you put them in just for them. And the squirrels, uh, and think, yeah, and the squirrels think the pea pods are for picking.
0: So. So, uh, do you grow them up against the hosting? Yes, I'm hoping to put a big lattice Yeah, so do that, and but what I would do is put a soaker hose in at the time, put it in behind along the foundation. Yeah, those, as
9: you mentioned, yeah, yeah, right along the whole bed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: so that'll be all the difference, and then that way you're getting good water on that. And and really, peas are hard to start inside. Like I still start prefer just outside because they can handle a little bit of frost, so you could plant them out mid-May. Mid-May, uh, okay. Yep, get out there, do your seeding at that time.
1: I start mine about the end of April.
0: Yeah, so the, either the one. Cool,
1: they're a cool season vegetable. They like the cool. And then if you want a continuous crop, you seed them the end of April, then again about the 15th of May, and then do a third seeding about the end of May. And you'll have continuous production.
9: And and should you pre germinate them? Soak them in water?
1: I usually, I don't usually pre-soak, although sometimes I have been known to do it just because I've looked at the seed and thought, gee, they're a Uh, little drier than I like.
0: My mom used to do a bit of that, but for the most part, they went right out. You can use that inoculant as well. Um, But really, for the most part, you're good. Like, just put them out, water them well, and especially with that soak rose, I think, Dean, you're going to be set.
9: Yeah, and, and plant them a little deeper, inch and yeah. a half or yeah. something, yeah. rather
0: than, yeah. Be perfect.
9: And the varieties, to get one that'll climb eight feet or... Lincoln. Lincoln. Lincoln
1: yeah, or okay. Telegraph.
3: Lincoln or Telegraph, thank yeah. you.
1: They're the old-fashioned heritage, yeah. big, tall, long ones. That's the ones my grandpa grew, and I Lincoln still... Lincoln or Telegraph, t- yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Come check out the varieties when we get the Wild Rose Heritage. Those are the ones for Alberta, too, so I love yeah. those. I'll come down for those seats. Thank you. All Happy, right, New yeah, Happy New, 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 New Year. Happy New Year. Take care. All right, well, that's it for us for this year. Until next year, thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening to Let's Talk Gardening All Season, and uh, I had a blast, and thanks to Kath. Thanks to Gord for helping me out, and, uh, and away we go. That's it for us on 770 CHQR.